And I got to tell you something very important, bro. Listen up, take heed. If you're a regular listener, you may have heard us talking about the incredible results our listeners have experienced from using Test X9, the all-natural testosterone booster that helps you get more drive, more strength, more energy, and helps you little... (coughs) Oh, my God. Ah. All right, Jeff, I'm doing this over. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, guys, before we continue the show, I got to tell you something very important now. If you're a regular listener, you may have heard us talking about the incredible results our listeners have experienced from using Test X9, the all-natural testosterone booster that helps you get more drive, more strength, more energy, and helps your little general stand at full attention. Well, Legacy have leveled up again and are now offering a combination of products designed specifically for men who may feel like they've lost the edge. The Get Your Edge Back Stack. That's right, bro. Get your edge back. Maybe you're feeling more aches and pains than you used to. Maybe you lack motivation or drive. Maybe your mind isn't as sharp as it once was. Maybe it's time to get your edge back. This stack features Pro Collagen Plus to increase strength and rejuvenate joints. Test X9 to naturally boost your testosterone and total mind to improve brain function and memory. Try to get your edge back stack for 30 days and we're confident you will feel like a new man, especially if you're over 30. So go to the new improved LegacySupps.com store and always use the code BRAND, all caps, bro, B-R-A-N-D, for 10% off your entire order. And while you're there, check out their best sellers like the amazing Sleep Aid, Recovery PM, and the new women's line, Her Legacy, brought to you by nine-time world champion Mickey James, bro. That is LegacySupps.com, L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com, and use the code BRAND, all caps, B-R-A-N-D. Bro, get the edge back today. This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. It's right about time again to swerve again, confuse the general fans again. As another swerving man puts it on a pole again, puts it on a pole again. Sits on a pole again, and I swear to God. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is Monday, April the 3rd, 2023. I am Vince Russo. This is The Breakfast Club. And this is the Breaking Down the Attitude Era show. 
I hope everybody had a good weekend. Whether it was the first full weekend of Major League Baseball or whether it was WrestleMania uh, that a lot of you uh, watched and enjoyed this weekend. I hope you had a good week. A lot of WrestleMania talk, obviously, this week. I will talk about it tomorrow. I think I have to do Master Shoot Theater solo tomorrow. So I will uh, I will cover a lot of the hot topics, um, especially uh, pertaining to WrestleMania. But this show right here and now is about the Attitude Era. And this is Season 6, Episode 9, March 2nd. 1998. So we are about like 25 years to the day almost. This was at the Gund Arena in Cleveland. Uh, my good friend Matt Miller, who I became friends with at the WWE, he runs the Gund Arena. I don't know if he still does, but I know uh, he did the last we spoke. The uh, commentary team is uh, JR, Kevin Kelly, and Michael Cole. And we open up the show with a DX in-ring where Triple H announces that WrestleMania is now X-rated. Discretion is advised, but ignored. Parents, you better get your children's permission. Man, that was all me. I know the sound of my pen, and um, that was me. I especially know it's me because... um, Triple H tells Owen Hart he's going to go through him like a hot knife through butter. And if you are a Kiss fan, you know that comes from uh, Lick It Up. Fits like a glove. Um, Triple H also says, I've got a utensil that you'd kill to to get into your drawers or you, or you, you lovely ladies out there. Sexual innuendo, which I loved uh, to play with, and you get that right here. And then Shawn Michaels takes over and says that uh, DX is going to make Mike Tyson an offer they can't refuse. Bro, this is how I talk about all the time, you know, setting up the blueprint for the show. That's exactly what we're doing here, here, man. We got DX in the ring. Michael's saying he's going to make Tyson an offer. We've got Austin in the ring. We're setting up the main event for WrestleMania. It gets paid off later in the show in a beautiful way, in a very uh, very unpredictable way, bro. And uh, we will talk all about that. But again, man, I, I talk crucially about a beginning, a middle, an end. Um, I don't know how many times I've told you that, bro. That is the basic structure of writing any television show, which we don't see anymore. Um, the signage, once again, is ridiculous, man. I don't know what it was, bro, about people bringing all these signs to these events. I really, I don't know. It, it was almost like it was a phenomena. Um, I, I don't know what would make us ever see that again. But uh, when you see Austin go up to the top rope and then it's just a, he gets lost in a sea of signs. It's very, very impressive. But uh, during this interview, like I said, man, we are setting up the evening. The glass cracks and Austin comes out. And from there, we hit Kane's music and entrance. And remember, bro, this is all continuity. Um, We got a little something, something going on with Kane and Austin from last week. 
We are following that up. They're supposed to have a match this week when Kane's music hits, DX Powders, and uh, Austin gets on the headsets, gets up on the announce table, and we are ready to rock and roll from Cleveland. I get the feel, bro. I get the feel, even though I haven't seen this show in 25 years. This is going to be a uh, very, very unpredictable evening. Tyson is on his way to the arena. We have a mystery celebrity. And then, lo and behold, Shane and Tyson uh, arrive at the building. JR says, Tyson's here. Austin's here. DX is here. Bro, how are you going to change that channel? How are you going to change that channel? Um, Yes, yeah, speaking of Shane, bro, I l- read a little note. Uh, that he did a little Zabada with a Miz at WrestleMania and might have hurt himself. Man, I love Shane to death, man. I I, I love everything about Shane McMahon. But um, I've talked about this <laughs> numerous times, man. Shane's brain uh, tells Shane that he's 20 uh, and his uh, body tells Shane that he's in his mid-50s. Um, and... Um, you know, bro, I'm I'm telling you, as a guy that's you know in his 60s, you know, you you yeah, man, guys, I, I I literally feel at 60 years old, like I feel that I can go out there and really get physical. Um, I feel that I could play softball tomorrow and and be uh, uh, the next coming of Mike Schmidt. Um, I honestly believe that. But then, bro, I will step on a bowling alley for the first time in God knows how long, and and just the the awkwardness of throwing a ball and I, I don't know, bro. I know, um, I know I've got a 62 year old body, but I, that that's Shane, man. Uh, that's who made Shane. Um, Shane thrives on a pride and, um, bro, you can have all the pride in the world. And I think that's a great thing, but, um, you know, when you don't have a 25 year old body anymore, it's going to be a little bit of a problem. So from there, with JR setting the stage, we go to commercial break. We come down with our, back with our first match in the evening. And uh, New Age Outlaws are in neck braces. Again, man, following up from last week where they were ready to uh, leave the arena. They got jumped by Funk and the Cactus. Uh Brian James says that uh, Mrs. Horseshack gave them a note to say that they are excused from wrestling tonight because they are not in any condition to wrestle. Slaughter comes on the screen and says, not only will you wrestle, there will be a title match. And here are your opponents, and the DOA comes out. You guys know these are my ball, my boys, Skull and 8-Ball. Oh, man, I wish I could have did a really good storyline with these two guys. I really, really, really do. I regret that, man. Um, they come out, we have a hell of a match, but then, um, out of the trash compactor, um, comes Chainsaw Charlie and Mick Foley, bro. And, uh, it's funny, man, because at the beginning of the promo, Road Dog says that this uh, trash compactor 
um, uh, dumpster, this trash dumpster, seems to follow us wherever we go. So that was a little Easter egg, bro, because he didn't realize, he didn't know why it was there. He kind of put it over. They didn't bring it out. And lo and behold, by the time you get to the end of this, uh, Chainsaw and Cactus come out of the dumpster and New Age Outlaws powder. They get counted out, which enables the uh, DOA to go over the match. From there, bro, Sable in the makeup mirror. That is our hook going into the next commercial break. We will see Sable when we come back. We see an extensive Merrow Sable package. Then here comes Mark. Now, you, guys, do you see the flow here? You see the flow? We saw Sable as we were going into break. We know she's coming up next. We reset with a history package of what's going on with Merrow and Sable. Cue to the now, which is Mark Merrow's music and intro. entrance. Merrow comes out with Sable, sends her back. We have a match, uh, Mark Merrow against Tom Brandy, and Luna comes strolling on down ringside. We don't know exactly what Luna's doing here, but um, Luna winds up helping Mark Merrow. What the hell's going on? We're confused uh, from from the audience. Mark Merrow is confused. Luna then lays one on Mark Merrow. Now Mark Merrow is very confused. And here comes Goldust uh, again, following up from last week. Remember, Goldust tried to restrain Sable, and Mark got hot and uh, went after him. And now Gold, Goldust is getting his comeuppance. Everything is continuity, bro. Everything is going from one week to the next, one week to the next. Um, From there, Sable hits the ring, goes after Luna. The fans want this bad, bro. The uh, fans want Sable and Luna badly, uh, and she winds up knocking uh, Mark Merrow on his ass. Bro, I swear, I uh, I remember the boys actually having heat with Mark Merrow um, because he let Sable get something on him. I don't remember exactly what it is, but the boys were looking down on Mark because, you know, he let a woman get something on him. And man, bro, I don't care what anybody says. This is one of the underrated ones, bro. Mark was a great performer. Um, Didn't have an ego and was a, was really doing everything to get him and his wife over, bro. So, um, you know, that, that, that's ridiculous that, uh, the boys looked at it in that light. From bro, from there, bro, we go to Owen Hart and Mark Henry for the European title championship. And China comes out during this match. And what happens is China winds up, uh, screwing with Owen. And then China winds up low-blowing Mark Henry. So when China low-blows Henry, that gets um, Owen disqualified and Mark Henry gets the victory. You guys know I hate this. I hate this with a passion. And, you know, listen, my name's on this. 
So uh, I hate this. I don't know why I did this, bro. It makes absolutely no sense. We know that China is not in cahoots with Owen Hart. So why would Owen be disqualified? I hate that. I hate this. And the sad thing is, bro, they are still doing this today. The match should have been thrown out by the uh, referee. Michael Cole tries to get a word with China. What are you doing? And China says, I did it because I can. Uh, Enough said. We will see where this continues to go. From there, we've got um, the Headbangers and Taka Michinoko with uh, the Rock and Roll Express and Barry Windham. We see in the back Vince with Mike Tyson. You know, this is to keep you there, bro. That's that's the whole idea. We went the extra step just to shoot that little piece of business in the back. Um, uh then we go to, I believe I believe there we went to Sean and Mike Tyson, where Sean says, we're going to have a face-to-face confrontation, and I am calling you out. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry, bro. Back up. I jumped a little bit ahead of myself. Let me jump a little bit ahead of myself. So we had the Vince Tyson to keep you there. We have our match. Again, uh, Jim Cornette with no glasses. What does that mean? That means Jim Cornette is going to get involved in the match, which he does. Headbang is in Taka over. Um, Cornette is hot. He's bullshit. The NWA is falling apart. You know, bro, as much as I knew this NWA stuff was just not going to work, um, that was my opinion. Bro, I knew Vince felt it too. Um, and if anybody could have gotten it over, it would have been Jim Cornette. But I just feel, bro, that though, that at this time, man, we were just so past this era of wrestling. And who knows, bro? It's maybe today they're so past the Attitude Era, which was, you know, this brand of wrestling 25 years ago. And, and, and if that's the case, I mean, that's fine. Um, that doesn't mean I have to like the direction you're going in, but that's fine, bro. You're free to do whatever you want to do. But, um, yeah, bro. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of seeing the waning days of the, uh, of the NWA. You will see later on in the show, we break a uh, Jeff Jarrett out. Jeff is back to the old double J and that was following up. Uh, Cornette costing him a match last week, but we'll get to that in a minute. From there, bro, we go to, which I promise you is the 10 o'clock hour, and Vince McMahon is in the ring. Uh, Vince McMahon calls out Mike Tyson, which brings out DX. This is where we have the Sean Mike Tyson face-off. Uh, Sean says, I wouldn't do this any other way but face-to-face, so I am calling you out, bro. What side are you on? Who's it going to be? I am calling you out, you little bitch. So Tyson says to uh, Sean, you want to do this? Let's do this right now. Bro, the place goes nuts. Uh, Tyson goes in his corner. Sean goes in his. They're ready to fight. Now, let me lay down the backstory for you. I remember the creative at Vince's house, bro, where we were talking about Tyson. Now, you got to remember, man, 
Vince's whole idea of wanting to bring Mike Tyson in, in was to um, help his um, persona, um, which really had been tarnished through the Avanda Hollyfield. And uh, Vince wanted to kind of reestablish Mike Tyson as a babyface because at this time there were a lot of people against Tyson. So it was just assumed that Mike Tyson was going to be a babyface inside with Austin. And uh, you get, again, bro, when, when I'm in these meetings and something is so, so strongly assumed, then I'm assuming that the viewers are going to assume the same thing. And that's when I say, let's go the other way. And that's what I said at Vince's house. Everybody, everybody thinks uh, Tyson's going to side with uh, with um, Austin. Let's go the other way, bro. Let's throw a curveball, bro. Let Tyson sign with DX. And then Vince laid out to me, but Vince, you know, the whole I- idea behind this is, um, you know, to uh, refresh Tyson's image, bro. Um, and I said, okay, Vince, we could do that at WrestleMania, bro. Something can happen at WrestleMania, which which kind of flips Tyson against DX and into Camp Austin. We can do that at WrestleMania. But right now, bro, let's throw the swerve of Rooney out there where Tyson joins DX. And that's exactly what we did. And um, I thought it was effective. I don't thought any, I don't think anybody see this coming. And uh, seeing Tyson throw DX uh, crotch shots out there was freaking phenomenal, bro. Absolutely loved it. Um, then we go to the locker room celebration. Um, I, I to this day, I feel this was done the right way, bro. At the time, the people hated Tyson anyway. So you were taking a little bit of a gamble, bro. If they hated Tyson and uh, you saddled him with Austin, how do you know they weren't going to turn on Austin? That very, very well could have happened. I mean, Vince was looking to give Tyson the Austin rub. That could have backfired, bro. This way, Tyson comes in a heel and Tyson remains a heel. From there, we go to Steve Blackman against Kama. Um, or who, I, I don't even remember who the Godfather was um, uh, um, at at this point. Um, Godfather, comma, well, I, I can't I can't even remember. But anyway, Nation hits the ring. DQ uh, that brings Shamrock out. Man, you could tell back then, bro. We really didn't give a shit about DQs. It's a it's a television show, bro. And DQs are going to happen. No casual wrestling fan, bro is going to stop wrestling because there's too many DQs. Um, that, 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 that's a ridiculous notion. From there, we tease Austin, man. What is Austin going to have to say about Tyson joining ranks with DX? As you see, bro, the original story from the beginning is still going on. From there, bro, we have Robert Fulton. We have the introduction for the first time. We see the great Tennessee Lee. 
and he reintroduces Double J, man. Remember, you know, Double J came back. He was shooting a little bit. That's how he got heat with Austin. Then he went into the NWA thing, um, which really didn't work. So now we're going back to what did work. And that was J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. Um, you know, of course, Jeff and uh, Fuller went way, way, way back in USWA. Robert Fuller was a great performer, known for having an, a huge uh, a Johnson. Very abnormal, very huge Johnson. I can't say I've seen it. I never did. But it is folklore in wrestling locker rooms. Double J says, uh, ain't I great? This is the first time we hear him say, ain't I great? And uh, he takes on Flash Funk. And Double J goes over in the match. From there, bro. Um, Man, this is stuff that would never happen today. And it would never happen today, bro, because quite frankly, nobody's got balls. Because what would really happen? What would really happen, bro? Some people would cry and some people would bellyache and it would be over in a couple of days. But Jennifer Flowers is the mystery guest at WrestleMania. I I think Jennifer Flowers was the one that had the affair with Bill Clinton. So obviously, bro, politically, uh, you can see what side Vince McMahon was on. It's funny, bro, because I never looked at it from that point of view back then when I was working. I'm looking at it from that point of view now. Uh, but back then, you know, it was just, a, a you know, a shocking guest. Uh, Jennifer Flowers, good publicity for the WWE. But I guarantee you, looking back now, knowing what I know, um, I'm sure there were some political um, thoughts um, thrown into this as to why uh, Vince McMahon brought her in. Then we have Tyson next, and we have a package of the Legion of Doom story. Remember, man, last week they got into it. We followed it through the whole show. We didn't just drop it here and forget about it. No, why? Because if this were a shoot, this would have been huge, huge news. From there, we go to the match, which is supposed to be Kane and Austin. We hit Kane's music and entrance. Kane goes to the ring. Here comes Stone Cold. As Austin comes out the ramp, man, he makes a right turn. Because he sees Triple H in China. So he confronts Triple H in China, turns in the other direction, and gets a super kick, courtesy of Shawn Michaels, square on the chin, bro, uh, on the stage. Now, what's significant about this, guys, if you're watching this, and I hope you are, man, the one super kick knocks Austin out cold bro he is knocked out cold which blew me away man blew me away how many times in matches today do we see guys get kicked with three four five super kicks and nothing seems to phase them so either the guys throwing it are real freaking pussies 
or nobody's selling. It's one of the two. This one super kick from Sean looked like it killed Austin. That's why Sean Michaels' super kick was over. So now with Austin out being helped to the back, Paul Bearer um, is in the ring with Kane. And Paul Bearer calls in the uh, the timekeeper, who is a name a man by the name of Mark Yeaton, who I worked many, 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 many years for. Um, Paul wants Yeaton to give the 10-bell salute for The Undertaker. This should have been done a long time ago. It never got done. It is going to be done tonight. As you guys know, 10-bell salutes are usually done when a wrestler passes away. He wants it right now, 10-bell salute. Uh, Yeaton gets the bell. He tolls the bell 10 times. Uh, Then after that, Paul Bearer says, get him, Kane. And Kane picks up little Mark Yeaton and tombstones Mark Yeaton. Paul, uh, Paul Bearer, Percy, William Moody, whatever you want to call him, cuts one of his great, great epic promos and uses one of my favorite lines, man. You all laughed at the fat man. Every single one of you, you laughed at the fat man. Look at you now. At what point, at which point we get a gong and a blackout. Now, Paul Bear is a little concerned, but he's telling Kane, it's not him. It's not him. I promise you, it's not him. Then we get the purple U, as uh, JR called it. Then we see on the stage. There is a casket. The tremendous WWE effects shoots a lightning bolt at the casket. There is an explosion. And we see Undertaker now laying on top of the casket. The fans are going wild. Bro, I didn't even remember any of this. I didn't even know. Uh, Taker was going to be used in this spot. I had forgotten about all of this. Uh, Taker does the sit-up, then cuts the promo to Paul Bearer and Kane. Welcome to hell. Paul Bearer's facials, bro. Tell the whole story. Taker. Bro, I got to be honest, man. Up until this point, now I can't speak. For a lot of the Taker stuff, I did not see. But up until this point, I had seen just about it, everything. This, in my opinion, was no doubt the best promo I've ever seen Taker cut. No doubt, bro. Uh, this is the promo where now Taker basically declares, yes, Kane, I will fight you. The fans go nuts. The place explodes. So now we know uh, we are going to get Undertaker and Kane. But hell of a promo, bro, by Taker to close the show. Tremendous, tremendous promo. Man, bro, there's so much going on here right now between Tyson and and Austin and and Sean and DX and The Undertaker, Kane, which I guess you you would call story B. 
But, um, man, uh, we're starting to see the build now towards WrestleMania. And, and again, bro, I'm challenging you to compare this build, build to the, um, to the previous build this past year for WrestleMania, where, you know, like I kept pointing out to you, everything was just maintained, 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 maintained. Not here, bro. We are storytelling every week. We have to, man. There is a wrestling show on the other channel. We've, we've got to not only keep our audience, we've got to grow our audience. So every show is balls to the wall. And I feel this was a very good show. I feel the return of Taker was done very well um, between Bear's promo, Taker's promo, really, really, really well done. Uh, we've yet to hear from Austin to get his comments about uh, Mike Tyson joining the uh, DX camp, which I'm sure we will get next week. So great show, bro. Great show at the Gund Arena. Can't wait to see the rest of the build to WrestleMania, bro. I am taking you all with me, bro. Whether you want to come along or not. Yes, you come in Breakfast Club. I'm coming. You coming. Guys, I'll see you in a couple weeks, man. Take care.